hey 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 my beautiful people welcome back to blacker couch reviews we are here for our final send off to the expanse it is not coming back <laughs> despite many people speculating on a last minute announcement there is no announcement this is the final season of a show that is definitely in my top five series of all time I am sad to see it go, but hey, it did six years of outstanding work, performances, set design, cinematography, story, all of it top notch. I don't have many complaints. I don't. I think I went into a few complaints that I had, but they, they very much are, are small, minuscule so much so that if it's not brought up in feedback i probably won't even talk about it <laughs> I, I have nothing but good feelings great emotions um from this series it doesn't linger with any bad taste in my mouth it, it lingers with uh thank god i have the books <laughs> i'm one of those lucky folks that read the novels and the novellas and thus it's not gonna feel the same i know a lot of my friends have also been like oh they're much more sad about the occasion but it doesn't feel like it ended for me with the television series i i know how the story ends and quite frankly i think because i prefer the the book characterizations it's also like i have something still very much intact that <laughs> the show did a lot of different things with and i'm cool with that so they have two different great experiences and i just i just happen to prefer one over the other and i haven't read that last book yet so once i read that last book is probably when i myself will start to feel some withdrawal some depression all those emotions others are feeling for them i'm kind of like just go read the books <laughs> <laughs> because i guess there's such a huge um uh i guess dislike of that idea <laughs> most people are really going like this is the last expanse i'll ever see i'm like wow okay that's uh that's quite an aversion to someone reading the story for you you ain't gotta do it right now but so I am going to start uh, how we're going to break this down so that you know what you're getting yourself into. <laughs> I am going to, so I only got two pieces of feedback, which was not sad, but I was hoping for more. But it's okay because I also realized I, I was, if it wasn't for the fact that I knew my friends were wanting to send some additional thoughts, I might have scrapped it because... I am balls deep into a few other shows right now and that's just usually how television is i am very quick to move on from a show once it's ended so i have no no feelings if anyone else is like well i don't have anything else to say i've gotten all my feelings out elsewhere uh, but we're gonna get into feedback uh, we'll do one and then we'll go into the screen firehawk awards which was the um the poll i had out then we'll get into some additional feedback and then some lingering thoughts before we'll toast off the season series so first up who didn't get to share her last thoughts on the season finale is queen mimi 
What up, Christina? It's Mimi. Um, I'm sending you feedback for um, the series finale of The Expanse and also my final thoughts. Um, I do just have a couple of points I want to make about season six, the series finale, before I get into my final thoughts. Um, I listened to your podcast, so I just wanted to point out something, some things that I um thought about and then a couple questions so first thing I want to talk about it is uh Kara because I guess I never really thought about it from that perspective of her having that guilt because she was kind of being mean to her brother because she was so convinced that you know these dogs could fix things and she found them and she was trying to save the mama bird and all this stuff she had her own little kitty stuff going on and she was just running around the island by herself um, so she probably feels like if her brother was with her, he wouldn't be dead, which I think is normal. But more importantly, like, I feel like she doesn't comprehend what is really happening because even her saying, you know, the dogs can just fix me because there's nothing to eat out here and you're going to starve. Like, I know my son, I'm. I am almost positive that my son and that girl are about the same age. I don't know how the girl in real life is, but she looks like she's at least 10, maybe 11. But she looks like she's about Derek's age. And I know for a fact my son would look at look at Zan and be like, mm, that don't seem right. He don't look the same. Well, so I, I really don't know what to say about Kara. She, <laughs> she definitely does not comprehend what is going on i know kids mature differently they have different things you know that they excel in and common sense is just not kara's forte and that's that's fine i understand that about children um i do agree though that her family her parents <laughs> do let her run around this strange ass planet by herself um now, I'm not saying that somebody needs to call DCF, DCFS. I just know, first of all, my black ass would have never went to no ring gates. I will stay my ass on earth. I'm sorry, like, the shitty life. I would rather stay with the evil that I know. Because how do I know if I don't go through these ring gates, I end up on in on a planet that's worse than this? I don't know that. And y'all just taking a chance. I ain't about to gamble with my life. I'd rather have the evil that I know. But that's just me. I would even rather go live like on like Medina or Ceres or something. Like living on a station seems better than living on Earth. But going through the ring gates? Y'all motherfuckers is crazy. I, I just don't know that I would ever want to do that. But that's neither here nor there. I just I just don't understand how her parents could be so <laughs> uh, blasé about the fact that their daughter is running around this random ass planet that y'all only just started learning about but that's i guess that's you know this is where we live now so go explore i suppose i, I don't know um what else i also agree with you about what you said about amos and naomi um i do feel like they should have had a conversation um i am gonna be honest though like i know that amos was angry at naomi and i'm assuming it was for her when she left when she was with uh kamina for i for however really long however long she was off the rossi um 
but I don't exactly remember what he was exactly mad about her mad at her for and I don't remember I don't think they had a conversation but it seems like he wasn't really as close to her as he was since then so I don't know if that's how it was in the books or if that's just you know if that was intentional in the show or if that just you know they just didn't plan any scenes with them I don't know but it just seems like the interaction we got um when it was her talking about Clarissa calling Amos boss was like them rekindling their friendship but I I don't know I just feel like it it just left it just ringed like I don't know like we missed something like I don't know if we're supposed to just understand that they had been talking it out in the background you know not on screen or whatever but I do feel like we we missed that and I did always like the Naomi and Amos dynamic they just seemed really close and I mean we never quite got any real understanding I don't know if there's novellas about them but I mean I do wish I knew more about their relationship Um, I know we kind of know a little bit about their background I remember them talking about a little bit but we I don't feel like I don't remember and it's possible I'm just forgetting but I don't remember getting really into depth about their relationship and why Amos clung to her so hard but I did like their relationship and I do I do miss that about them and the interaction we got was kind of underwhelming but I mean I know they were trying to get other things under wraps so it really didn't bother me too much until you brought it up it was something I had in the back of my mind thought about I just you know it didn't occur to me to like type it in the little survey thing that you gave us until after I read listen to your podcast and I don't know if we saw Amos with that pin or button whatever that thing that Clarissa made him I don't remember it it didn't spark any kind of recognition to me when she showed it It was like you wouldn't have lost it if you wouldn't have came to visit me like none of that stuff I was like was that really a thing did he have that I don't remember it I really don't it even when I watched this episode again I paused it and looked hard I was like nah that don't look familiar okay whatever so if it was of some importance let me know because I didn't forget I don't remember at all Um, I think that's all I have to say like I know I I don't know how you're gonna go through the survey thing that we went through but I did talk about my favorite scene and it was when I like one of the ones that got me very very emotional was when we were listening to Naomi talk to Holden about you know you know you might never know if you helped change someone's life you never know what you said that made them better you never know what you did that could have changed their life and that's not important you just have to try and I like listening to her speech was really like it was one thing because you're like man that's some really wise words and it's true like all you all you can do honestly in life is be responsible for yourself that's why I always say like when we were watching um clickbait and the one you know with the old lady she was like well just kill yourself or do whatever like that's a shitty thing to say but you can't be responsible for somebody else list I've literally heard people say kill yourself as it like like when they lose a spades game like <laughs> that that's just what they say like not saying that it's a very good quote to say or maybe you should think of something else but like 
it doesn't it doesn't make people commit suicide like you can't be held responsible for what other people do all you can control is what you do and what you say so when she was saying you know just try to be a good person do the right thing and try to help people try to tell them you know the the right thing to do all that's all you can do but then what really like set at home for me and made me like super emotional was seeing simultaneously how philip just was like i'm 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 done with this like i can't he got up off the the pella got on one of those little tiny little ships changed his last name to nagata and he got the hell out of there like he he'll never know what happened to his daddy probably thinks he's somewhere on one of the ring planets but he saved his own life making that decision and i don't think he'll ever know um he'll he'll never his mom will never know that she changed his life um we holden will never know that he knows that someone on the rossi is the reason he's still alive and all those belters aren't dead and everybody that was on that ship um before that survived anybody that wasn't with um marco they, they they basically got their life spared by holden i mean we don't just like i guess philip will never know it wasn't Naomi that saved his life and, and deactivated that um, torpedo. Um, it was Holden, the the man that apparently is evil and his dad hates because he's the worst. He saved your life. He gave you a second chance and he actually used it. We don't know what he's going to do. Hopefully he does repent. Maybe eventually, maybe one day he will go through the ring gates. Maybe He'll go to a planet and be a better person. I guess none of us will never know. But we do know that Naomi has a very wise words. And that shit really got to me. That scene is probably what I will remember most about the finale. Because it it just, it really, it was really emotional. I had a lot of emotional scenes too. When, uh, with Kamina. And then, uh, what was that? What is that guy's name? The one that told her I beat you to it. He was my favorite side character. Um, the one thing I do want to talk about before I forget is I was listening to your um, podcast and you were talking about Laconia. Now, first, I want to say that I feel like they left a lot to be desired about Laconia. I found that shit fascinating as hell. So I don't know where those people were like, why are they doing this? Nobody cares about that. I do. I think this is crazy that they're on a whole new planet and you know they're that's where they live now they're laconians like that's crazy but what i did not get was how the dogs quote unquote which i don't even want to comprehend where they get the dogs from like what what about these creatures make y'all think they're dogs they look like snakes with legs to me but you know that's not the point the point is is that you were saying like that it's the protomolecule that brought him back to life so i just have i just want you to understand that i don't i don't think you're giving people the benefit of the doubt because you have you're using your book knowledge with the the television show if we're just looking at what's happening i don't think we were supposed to know that that was proto molecule now i could be wrong and maybe you can point something out to me but it's been a long time since we saw some proto molecule and my memory ain't like yours i don't remember stuff that happened three four seasons 
before. That's why if it didn't happen in the same season, I'm one of those people that I do need a flashback because I don't know what y'all talking about. If you don't give me a flashback, I'm not going to remember. You can talk and say that something happened or you can show me, but, but don't just assume I'm going to remember three, four seasons ago because I only remember stuff that happens relatively recent. I don't remember what happened two, three years ago. Unless it was like a major character death or something and it drip the it was driving the whole plot of the new season. Like that's the only thing I would remember. But you saying things like, um, oh, it's it's obvious and stuff like that. I just want you to know that if you wouldn't have told us that the proto molecule is what brought Zane back to life, I wouldn't have known that. I was trying to figure out what was happening. I, I know that the Belter stole the protomolecule from Fred Johnson and then Marco got it and Marco sent it to Mars. Now that I remember, but I I didn't put it together that Duarte was the one that ended up with it. When we were looking up at the sky and we saw that thing up there, I, didn't, I thought it was a ship. I didn't know that was supposed to be a rail gun. Um, I didn't understand why Marco was so... I guess determined that Duarte was going to help him. I didn't. I didn't get any of that. Now I'm not saying that there wasn't some solid evidence. I'm saying that I feel like the average watcher of a show is like me. I don't watch shows and and think super deep about it. I need to know the basics. I watch it for entertainment. So if it's something super deep in it and it's super intelligent, like when I watch The Expanse, I need to be 100% focused on it. I need to not be able to do anything else because if I'm not paying attention, I'm going to miss something. So I know that you say, um, you know, you got to you can't treat the audience like an idiot. Well, some of us need that extra help and I'm not even ashamed to admit it. But I also feel like you have book knowledge that you're using to watch the show. So it's giving you more insight than the rest of us. I feel like the Laconia thing was missing a whole bunch of stuff and maybe instead of maybe they had stuff going on in the background they expect us to, to watch and I don't watch tv like that either I just don't I don't know what we were supposed to take from it because I feel like there's a lot of stuff that's missing so I don't know I'm assuming there's going to be some spoiler section at this point I don't care about spoilers I need all the information because I'm trying to put the pieces together about the Laconia thing and you know why he cut off ties with uh, Marco why he closed the gate nobody's allowed there and I guess Duarte is now just the king of Laconia I suppose like he just dictates that who, who gets to come in and who doesn't and he's just closing it off for that little the little group of people it's just gonna be everybody for the rest of all eternity okay whatever said I just I didn't I didn't feel like the Laconia story was flushed out enough I agree with Shy that they should have added at least a couple of more episodes and maybe not I'm not saying they should have had an entire episode of Laconia but you know if any information was important and they couldn't put it in then I don't know that adding an entire scene of of Laconia was necessary like if they just wanted us to introduce Duarte and that's what they needed like I just I feel like they half did the Laconia thing and that's just my own personal opinion now I understand you're saying book seven and eight is when we really get into what's happening okay that's fine and I know they needed to introduce Duarte but like 
they didn't have to go like the whole Kara and stuff like that. If you were going to go that route, I feel like you should have done more because like I said, it was confusing to me. I felt like they missed some stuff or it wasn't, it, it didn't jump out enough for me to pay attention and understand exactly what was happening. Now, I, I know there's more stuff that I'm supposed to be talking about because this is my final thoughts, but I honestly can't remember. I'm just having a, a long, rough Monday. Um, and I'm still tired, even though I slept all day yesterday. I've messed up my sleep schedule again. So I'm tired now. And I know I wanted to get this out. So I'm just going to just go ahead. I'm going to pause it for a second. If nothing else comes to me, I'm just going to send it in what I have. Because at this point, I feel like I would just be rambling. And if something else pops off, I'll just send you a little message before you post the podcast. Okay, I did have just... <laughs> this random thought and this was when I was watching the uh, finale for the second time is like when the battle with um, Kamina and the Pella and they were just shooting all those they were like you know fire at will or whatever free fire whatever free Navy like what happens to all those bullets that don't make contact with the ship do they just be floating around in space going their same trajectory because there's nothing to slow it down and then some random unexpected ship, you know, 20 light years from now just gets hit by bullets. Like, I don't know. I, I really wonder about stuff like this because if there's no gravity, there's nothing to pull it down. And if there's nothing to pull it down, there's nothing to stop it. So those bullets just be just flying forever in endless space. That is crazy to me. Like, I don't know why that is one of my final thoughts, but it is. Um, I also want to talk about uh, Clarissa because I wanted to like her because I did like her in season five. But for some reason, her in this season was kind of boring. And every time she was on the scene, the screen, I would kind of like lose focus and stop paying attention. I did like her cooking dinner, you know, um, but us finding out that she had that endocrine disease and she was five years from death. I just didn't understand the point of that if she didn't die from using her mods uh, I don't know if she did use them or if she's gonna stop using them if that was a storyline or if that was the point of that storyline like the like if you use it the more you use it the less than five years you have I don't know but she was really boring I I didn't think it was the actress I think it was just her whole situation and storyline I don't know they just didn't give her anything interesting to do in my personal opinion um, the other thing, and I think this might be the last thing, because I just I wrote wrote some notes and I looked at them, and, and this is the last thing I wrote was the Belter language. That was something that I've always been intrigued about, and I found a whole ass website. Um, but when people would say Beltaloda, I'm like, what does that even mean? And I was just curious, and I just Googled it, and of course, of course, of course, a website that had the the meaning for those words came up. It's called Belcher Creole 101, and it's on the sci-fi website. The Expanse is dated January 5th, 2016. So it is pretty old, but um, it says here that Beltalota, this means, in his in quotes, us Belters or belonging to the Belters. And it has, like, you know, different, like, words that they use. And it's actually pretty cool. Um and interesting it doesn't have a lot of stuff in there but it's it's a lot of their like uh, I guess uh, frequent phrases it's pretty cool um, now I'm curious to see if there's a 
more because like at this point <laughs> I, I might as well just jump into a rabbit hole um, since I'm finally on my staycation this is day one of me being actually Sunday was day one this is Monday so this is day two of me not having to go to work for 14 days and I'm pretty excited I am going to use this day to clean up this house though because now I don't have an excuse <laughs> and it's uh looking pretty um pretty dirty like it's gonna take a whole two three days so I'm not looking forward to that but I am gonna end it here um, I can't think of anything else I looked through my notes I paused I thought about it and nothing else is coming to mind so I will end it here until next time love peace Aries and black girl magic Queen of the couch Mimi out that was Queen Mimi with her thoughts first off so glad you're on vacation because you've been working these 50 hours and I'm not even about it I'm like Oh, it's so busy. <laughs> so I'm glad that you are off for the next two weeks. Actually, we all should celebrate a vacation anytime any of us can get it. But uh, yeah, clean your house. Nasty. Probably look like a whole ass. No, no one is nastier than my sister's house. She just lets her three children go buck wild. And then I am overly, I clean once a day. <laughs> Even when I'm working, I cannot take it. I cannot. I might leave the dishes over one day. And then half the time I'm yelling at my daughter to do the dishes. And then I end up doing them because I was like, fuck it. I'm just going to do these dishes. It's going to take her 12 years. Ugh. So going from the, the last note I wrote to the first note I wrote. And I'm glad because it touches on some of the things I was going to touch on. Uh, so that's why I was... Like, I'm just going to let the feedback do its thing and then I could just jump in where I need to and then we'll have a complete podcast. <laughs> so the, the Belta Loda, yes, that is a real language that they made up for the show. Uh, I know that other creators do this on other fantasy shows. Like they'll mix different languages together to create a certain language. So yeah, this is... An actual language for the show it's more apparent in the books because you're hearing more belters talk to each other and they use a lot of sasake and I don't hear sasake enough in the show and yet I hear it all the time in the books like sasake which is basically yeah you got it um, there's in your oya dang I use oya dang a lot nam sang bratna I forgot the word that they call traitors of the belt <laughs> for some reason i've tried to think of it but for it's not coming to me uh well there he is well wella so uh that's cool that you found the website i would love i'm sure somewhere out there that has to be on reddit somewhere a a complete comprehension of the language uh do rockets float in space I'm not a scientist, you're not a scientist, <laughs> and I don't know any scientists, so I have no idea, but that is, I don't know if it would be in generation, I don't know, I don't know, but space is huge, so it's kind of probably like a coincidence if some years down the line, and then how would they just walk into it, they gotta see it, it's probably gonna pop up an alert, something I would think by that time that we would have, if we can put motion sensors on cars, we can put motion sensors on spaceships. 
that's all I got for you. Uh, my theory on what happened for these eight episodes, everybody, see, you know, they've come out and stated that they had gotten the budget for season six and so that they can show the best cinematography they decided or they can you know do the scenes that they wanted to do like the space battle that's a huge scene from the book uh the fight between the pella and the rossi another one of those huge scenes from the book uh i think they compromised on shortening the season to make sure that their budget can stay within where it needs to be so those scenes could happen and when they got down to it uh noreen shanker and and um ty and daniel they all decided that to do the six episodes so here's my theory based on absolutely no evidence so do not do not go running around thinking i'm just supposition spitballing okay so cast amber would cast Ambar was probably the hugest promoter of this show going to amazon there's no debate about it when it got canceled by sci-fi season three he was the one prominently out there talking to people right and we saw him talking to jeff bezos there's like they had a thing together so my theory is jeff bezos was a fan of Cass anvar and when he got fired after alcon did the investigation on him and decided that they had enough because you know of course the actor came out with i'm innocent and we all know though despite being innocent or not that your friends are going to support you they just are so i believe that the season six was always the final season i think that people have twisted what they think is this theory that i've got going on which i've seen nowhere <laughs> but i think people sense that something is afoot and it's not a creative decision for them it, it felt like they were forced to knock down their seasons based on the budget that they were given and i think maybe they were given a lesser budget than maybe they were expecting due to maybe a little bit of less enthusiasm from the bosses that be at amazon but i do think that that is does not coincide with the fact that they have uh this was the final season i don't think that they ended it because they had to end it with amazon i think that for their last showing they thought they were going to have a lot more and amazon kind of short short changed them and i think it links to that particular scandal that's just me that's just me so I don't think they ever intended on doing the last three books anytime soon because once again all you gotta do is i mean it, it's way huger your budget's gonna need to be and they did a really good job with the last episode and that's one of the bigger battles that we see um you gotta do that on like 12 times that's how big you're because we're no longer in our solar system and i'm gonna try to do this now i am and i posted it up front i'm gonna put it in the show notes this is a spoiler podcast i will not be not discussing certain things so you've been warned get the fuck out if you don't want to hear it most of you probably do um <laughs> so the last 
trilogy is in laconia is medina station laconia earth we don't know we don't hear from them everything that was that we knew and familiar with series uh tyco station all those set pieces are no longer because someone says we can't use the set pieces any we don't use the set pieces anymore that's the part you don't get we're not in our solar system we are at medina station something happens the laconians come through we're 35 i know it's 30 something years in the future and the laconia stuff is a society it's not uh somewhere we can pop in and it's a forest it is a actual newly formed successful society here's the catch it's not the only one the catch is it's not the only one medina is much huger um there's another one that's even more successful than i would say laconia which is auburn but it doesn't have the same power keep in mind it is a little low profile in the show that uh they haven't touched too much of the fact that people have been pushing through the gates but after the gates were lifted a lot of people went through so it's not a little bit of people on laconia think of it as a lot of people on laconia and you made a lot of fair points a lot of fair points i will say not based solely on the book that's why i've been quoting a lot of stuff from the show um i don't know though how i can exclude my bias from what's already in the show and i can't say for certain that i'm picking up on certain things just because i read the books because i do think that they put certain things in the show that i would have already perked up at but i also as you pointed out which is fair uh, and accurate is that everybody doesn't watch tv the same i watch tv intently i'm taking notes i'm deciphering i'm trying to connect threads (laughs) sometimes i'm googling shit i don't know and then that leads to another thought process that opens up another thought or how i'm thinking about this so yes that's a play fair play to you no one watches tv everyone does not watch tv like that i won't say no one because i think there are quite a few people with me on reddit even though i hate reddit i don't even go on there but that same type of mindset of breaking down an episode and it's also why i podcast i am also one of those tv fans that has a pretty great memory on what has happened before especially (laughs) in a longer series type of show and i can see i can see because that actually was brought up a lot when i was listening to other podcasts and I was like, how the fuck does no one remember that Naomi was in a chokehold? Like, it was, and I mean, 10 year podcasts that I, I expect for some reason, because they're so popular, way more popular than mine, that they would catch these little points. And yet, they don't. So I, I, that's another credit to your point that some people just don't remember everything that has occurred, especially in a season in a season's long show where it's like over four or five it's like oh and things happen all the way back then but it hasn't happened again so that's uh another point my mom is getting into the expanse and she called me and she said the same thing she's like it's so many pieces um i just need you to clarify to me what is happening because i don't know what's happening at all so i'm going to tackle some of your questions here 
I think I can start with because your last question was why did uh, Laconia close the gate and I think I can start with your first understanding of what Duarte why it was important in Laconia now I will say and I think I did say it in the uh, last podcast that the Laconia stuff there's part of it where I'm I'm defending it on both ends because I can see it being like hey this is a setup for something that's not going to be thoroughly fleshed out thus it feels useless incomplete not a part of this season involving these things and these events um and part of that is true because this is the inner temp the inner interim interim between the novels seven eight and ten we are seeing the very early beginning stages of the martian breakaway so i think that's where we need to start why did the martians break away which is why it is very much a part of this second trilogy or at least yeah trilogy of events because this started in season four recall when um bobby was starting to figure out that they're selling shit to the martians and then all of a sudden she realized that it's going up in the chain that they're selling things to the martians so while i i do get the idea that it feels disconnected from where we were because we hadn't been necessarily touching on it it has been though just very under the radar just like exactly the whole entire laconian shit is under the radar of the most immediate issue which is which now i will say was not explained as well in the show is the belter's desperation it's what made marco such a um such a desperate and um feasible option for the belters they kind of went into it very very blandly with naomi's arc but that is not most belters cannot cannot assimilate to a planet so the belters they work on mining to support both earth and mars mars is already no longer needing quite the same services from the mining that belters have been doing the water and the air whatever the the, you know those types of things because they're all leaving and then because on earth everyone is leaving as well because there are no job opportunities so you have this mass exodus from two groups of people that now depend that depended on your services okay so let's go where the jobs are whoops i'm a belter i can't uh acclimate to planets i don't have a future at this point medina station is not where it is set up to be which is the uh at the end of the episode the uh transportation unit i couldn't remember the name for some reason and thus many of the belters turn to marco due to the fact that they were already in a screwed situation from the inners i don't think that they they harped on how like it was always their treatment of the belters but it's also a future in which the belters are not in it 
they don't have a future in these future planets where everyone is now going i am with you mimi i would stay my ass on earth better the hell i know than the hell that i'm don't know (laughs) or could experience but most people feel like they are living in a place where they're not going to have a future and the minute you have people acting like that and they can act on it it's why abasarala was pushed out abasarala was never even in fucking office but that is a whole other rant i can go on to about the books and the inners aren't offering them anything uh they barely have medina station but they're trying to take it away from them so that's why it's important that they they have a place where they're important in the future and that is uh the traffic going in and out of these other worlds which is going to be necessary to facilitate facilitate trade between them as duarte is watching the future of mars what they were meant to accomplish that uh militant type of government and ideals because these are men of high science their goal is to be the strongest or were to be the strongest in the solar system and now you know we're at a treaty where we're kumbayaing and shit that may not seem to people high up in government committed to this damn machine uh like a dream they want to see pass away and then there's this opportunity there's this opportunity once some information about the rings from the people that are researching there is found now we all know the martians aren't against doing some fucked up research now holding it told everybody in the fucking solar system that once i mean they don't keep shit private at all and that's the that's the issue with telling everybody things the wrong person get the wrong information then they know that one drop of proto molecule on a planet can activate the machines left by the people before them so what he says i need to do is get me some protomolecule because there's some interesting structures on this planet called laconia that is where i'm going to build my new civilization he recruits protomolecule experts he gets one third of his military that are zealots and support him on board with this idea but if i break away with one third of the martian military well there's two thirds of the martian military and all of earth that can just follow through to this gate and come and retrieve me if i'm the martians and be punished the way that martian was talking about the prime minister i don't even know what that whole <laughs> that whole thing was about now i need the protomolecule expert this is the thing we think marco was smart but after Marco got played, who do you think really honestly came up with this plan? So then we have Marco, a nobody, a little pincho in the belt, not associated with any of the other major factions. You know, he's actually rather hunted and has a bounty on him for the other factions. And all of a sudden, he's plucked from obscurity because he does have something he's got that charm he has the ability if put on the proper stage to be a convincing motherfucker and then he needs to keep earth and mars off his back so what do you do you you make a simultaneous attack how do you keep them off your back you throw rocks at them 
continuously so that they can't get back up duarte this whole entire time has been using marco as his distraction no one's talking about laconia no one's talking about the martian breakaway no one's concerned about the proto molecule and that one little sample no one cares about that other than holden even Abisarala puts it on the back burner because now people are starving people need somewhere to go there's more pressing issues than what happened to that group that went over there did they make it did they not not my problem but now that they now that they've gotten this gate they've set up a landmine so anyone coming through will be fucked up and the minute he didn't need marco the minute he got the proto molecule to activate the machines that that those dogs that's where i'm kind of with the animation of the dogs because they're not so fleshy in the novel they look like machines sure they have the abstract appearance of someone who needs to make a, a parallel between something it knows and, and it doesn't of a dog but it very much like that proto miller thing that we saw in that like a dog like shape that's what i was expecting that's why i was shocked when i saw it. i was like oh it looks like a like an alien little puppy <laughs> not a dog but you know what i mean but that's why i'll clarify it, it's these are machines and would we have known that in the show um, i do feel like there were enough tools to navigate that um maybe not as structurally um but they did say when they're now i don't know if everyone watches tv with subtitles on probably not a lot i know a lot of people i know do <laughs> but i also i can see if you're not someone that pays close attention to dialogue that some things that you might think is irrelevant like oh he's just comforting this kid but he's actually telling this kid his whole life philosophy and it's fucking dark but in the classroom the one guy came in and he said i just arrived here from from mars some of you've already been here you may be from other parts of the system earth mars but you're all laconians now so that tells you something about how they are assimilating the people as much as they are looking out for things because he follows up with if you've seen anything strange on the planet within the last three weeks let us know so the only thing that we can think of in the last three weeks or something that we know that's been going on because actually Kodazar comes in later on and that's what he starts explaining is something's going happening that looks like the blue proto molecule up there but they also brought proto molecule through the laconia and that's oh i thought wanted to explain that too because you said you didn't know when they got it to laconia when they broke away and during the firefight with another ship the rossi went after the ship that had the proto molecule they were able to track it down and in the middle of their fire flight they ended up sending the proto molecule through the ring gate so they sent it through the ring gate like the little pod and then duarte when his faction went through the ring they took the ring pod uh, with the proto molecule with them because that was payment for the ships that duarte gave 
Marco. He says, you get me Kodazar, you get me the the protomolecule because that's what the belt has and then i will give you these ships and here's this plan to fuck up earth and if you need help call me and he thought that that was them working in allegiance but all this time he's just been biding his time until he can get his ship up and running the protomolecule ship where they can actually control it they got it up and running they turned the, the protomolecule, got onto the planet. All of a sudden, these dogs show up. Kara is not telling anyone what she's seen. She hasn't told anyone about these dogs. Then maybe, just maybe, someone would have a little bit of a stricter conversation with her about how this is fucking dangerous. They don't do that. <laughs> but this brings us back to Kara and she is just one of those kids that ends up running into one of these crazy things these new things that happened uh due to the protomolecule being on the planet there's nothing else that has other than what they personally know about and this is something they personally don't know about what it shows is is the protomolecule tech because these aren't creatures this tech still <laughs> the protomolecule tech has capabilities that even they aren't aware of and one of those capabilities is circumventing death being able to repair someone past the point of death what it opens up is what else can the protomolecule do if interface with a human and we've seen it a few times with the martians and they're gonna go like they went there like well uh, they all tried to weaponize it but the martians were the only ones that tried to bond it with our species in any capacity um i think all of those questions are are with the laconia story supposed to be asking not answered no 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 and this is the why i said it might just be for book lovers and it also might be just i don't know a business trying to sell a book like you want to know pick up pick up the book and read and read and find out like i'm glad you're intrigued this is uh i can't even blame them for it i mean i guess it's up to you but how many people are wanting to read that book and how many people wouldn't have been read wanted to read that book if laconia wasn't in there that's a question to be answered because it, everything in our solar system all our problems that were the problems for the last six seasons they're wrapped up they're done i'm not saying everybody's gonna go back to being kumbaya as uh holden pointed out there'll be piracy <laughs> uh, i'm sure there'll be other types of jobs but for the most part we did the thing we finally put our differences aside and finally got rid of the true villains and now we are trying to work towards a society where these people all people have a choice there isn't a repressed or oppressed part of society going forward in the future that was a long-winded explanation on <laughs> why did he close the laconia gate because he got what he wanted everything that he needed everything that he wanted when he finally could control that ship up in the sky i was a game changer that means i don't care who the fuck comes after me if they come after me i will i will be able to handle myself so it also shows that the protomolecule has different uses you can what what would it do with these ships 
and some other people like the major complaint uh that i heard on another podcast was why well, I, I think they dropped the ball i think this marco stuff was stupid and we should have stuck to the proto molecule first and foremost this is a human story if you didn't know you signed up for a human story in a sci-fi one second then that's on you it pissed me off when i said it because they tried to act like this had no purpose and no point that no if you don't like it that's one thing just say i don't fucking like it say it has no purpose bitch there are eight successful books on this shit don't fuck with me <laughs> don't tell me or nine don't tell me it had no fucking purpose it is intentionally a purpose it was a per- it was even more purposeful in the book because you didn't know about naomi you didn't know about any of her fucking past you didn't know shit and marco just flipped on the scene and he wasn't handled in the show the way he was handled in the book too because rocco wasn't walking around with his dick out swinging it left and right nah when he killed someone on series wasn't his best friend but when philip killed someone on series uh dolls was like get the fuck up off series and he had to get the fuck up off series marco took his shit and then his revenge is i stripped series of all of the food and shit and then dawes knew what was coming to him and it's actually really sad because he didn't side with uh that's the thing that's another part that uh people didn't realize even if he brought dawes back know that he sided with marco <laughs> he sided with marco over fred and dawes gave him an out he's like or yeah he called fred johnson and was like look so something's about to happen get the fuck off the station side with us he decided not to side with them even though he thought about he's like the smart move would have been to side with them but i can't fucking deal with marco because that's after he stole the proto molecule then he said fuck that shit fred never died but he died on the way he actually died during the the fight with the pella he was on board but that all being aside marco stealing the fucking proto molecule and it getting to the local like how do you think that shit happens you just you wanted the last part of the book because everybody knows and that's that, that's the truth that's what you get for listening to other fucking people man and then getting your heart on for what that what's to come instead of what is actually promised this show got canceled in season three we got the second act which we never expected to get season three you would have been happy don't be unhappy now at season six because you don't get to go all the way to the ninth inning like that's that's setting yourself up for your own butt hurt but yes the proto molecule was still involved in every single aspect of this storyline and if they didn't give you the laconia stuff then you wouldn't have had any follow-up on the proto molecule so then where will you be at <laughs> and then someone's like yeah you i was promised the proto molecule who, who made you that promise as i stated earlier it's a fair point understandable you're completely right if you felt the laconia stuff just didn't work for you it was set up for stuff i totally hear you you're not wrong there however on the flip side of that it's more than about your feelings (laughs) i personally can see all of the benefits of said things and not just based on the fact that it's a part of the book because there's no other place in the show where we would have even talked about proto molecule and you would have had that would have been the number one complaint you best believe it from the same damn people we didn't get nothing about the proto molecule well we can't tell you anything else and actually i was having a debate with a friend in a chat about what other novella they could have put in place of this but actually all the other novellas spoil 
everything that comes in uh season seven eight nine so this actually is the perfect novella and it's in canon that lines up with it and that's i just can't i can't agree with that argument that it just didn't serve any purpose and i know that's not what you said uh at all mimi that's just what some other people said (laughs) being uh uh dissatisfied with it that's that's also fair (laughs) just saying i want some more yeah that's legitimate feeling you should feel that way go read the books because all the hype is real the third trilogy is (laughs) the best in the series it's it's it's, this bonkers it's bomb ass it's bomb.com but it's also very fucking hard to translate on screen okay it's uh it is something you can write in a book and all things y'all i mean i get that we are in the (laughs) in the world of we want and tv and we keep asking and we get what we want in tv sometimes more than we've gotten in the past but it's still it's still got lines to draw there's still lines in the sand hopefully one day it could be a movie i think that's the best bet that they're ever like you can't do a series it has to be a movie um maybe two three years down the line they can make that work someone was like i don't want to see the aging prosthetics jesus christ it's not the end of the world uh plus they age the earthers age slowly so it's not as if you know you you best believe that fucking avasarala is like 89 years old don't look at day past 40 so i'm pretty sure they can make it work with the aging them without it being unrealistic <laughs> uh, as long as they do better than than the other show i'm watching midnight mask but yeah that's that's when it's gonna come and that's because it's a lot of battles a lot of like these this is all we've gotten is minuscule it's like for some reason the third trilogy well it's because it's the ending trilogy as well uh but that's when uh, shit shit got crazy all over again and yeah i know so sad <laughs> can't get that story online right now but it has no bearing or no weight on this particular season because this is as as appropriate as it's supposed to be and if you didn't get this part of the story you wouldn't get the last part of the story either because it talks about a cycle um and you don't know what i mean until you read what i say so all you can do is take my word for it which is never good enough for anybody and i don't blame them but that's where that's the that's the conundrum as it were i feel also like naomi i think i covered the whole duarte thing bit uh i know i said i was gonna go over strange dogs the only bit that i really felt that i just don't think they had enough budget for but the part i did think that they were going to show me in the end <laughs> not that just the red aliens being woken up in the ship coming through which i did miss on my first watch um but of what punishment on laconia looks like they did not introduce the pits and that is one part that it was in strange dogs that i expected to see in strange dogs was the motherfucking pits and the motherfucking pits would have showed you that it was protomolecule that's where i was at too where like they're using protomolecule in ways that doesn't doesn't spell well for <laughs> for all of the shit like they're doing some shit they shouldn't be doing okay the pits was the banger i thought they was gonna drop the mic with and that would have i think shut a lot of people up it's unfortunate that it did not happen but i'm telling you that would have shut 
a lot of people up because they would have been definitely not even making complaints about reading the next book they would have said i guess i'm reading the next book uh what are the pits because i know that's going to be the next question <laughs> and i said i would give spoilers so it's basically like a, a it's like uh it's even hard to explain it's like a proto-molecule um actually go back to season one episode 10 or 9 when they open the elevator or the radiation chamber and they saw those people like piled up yeah that's kind of like the pits except there's protomolecule in there and that's kind of like a slow torturous death for them it's fucked up what they're doing okay <laughs> but also not unexpected seeing where knowing the the culture of mars knowing that they come from a community of scientists they're they're hyper smart that's why they were able to build um weapons that were much more sophisticated than the earth technology so you, you got those people who already was going out there to expand and that's what they wanted to do expand out in society and now they got now they got what they need to do that and for the time being i'll leave it there I'm not gonna just discuss seven, eight, nine. I know some people would love for me to just jump all the way into that, but I'm not gonna j- give you the whole plot point. I'm gonna give you some things, but not that the whole uh, caboodle. I also want to say Naomi killing her son is, and I do say killing is quote unquote. She doesn't know, and she never, she don't know. She never finds out. Just, just that's why that last scene, and I'm just gonna spoil that part, because that last her last monologue does absolutely and utterly speak truth to to her character she believes for the rest of her life she killed her son so that just think of what that does to you as a person and there is she said i think uh watch the interview with ty and ty and that guy because dominic tipper does an amazing interview and she talks about how she can feel two things at the same time one this immense depressive pain and this other relief that she finally got rid of and helped destroy this man and and what he represented for the for her people that she loved and the pain that he caused but in doing that she had to sacrifice her son and it's very very much a turning point for the character because as i'm i'm just gonna throw it out there naomi nigata is pretty much like for things that happen she's high up there so that's and that's another thing i think people really don't want to read the books because their favorite characters aren't there they're not there in the way that like amos nope you're not gonna get 15 chapters to amos he's not a he's not someone who moves the story along you're not gonna get uh what's the other one everybody loves christian avasarala she ain't even in the last three books uh you're not gonna get (laughs) you're not gonna get um what you expect from the characters that you're expecting to even get them from a lot of i i I put up there bobby and naomi as the best characters in the expanse and i still stand behind that and a lot of people say about the character progression amos doesn't actually have a lot of character progression in the books they do a lot more with him in the show and that's why he's the star of the show um and you know that's fine i need to stop being so butthurt about it like that's it is what it is in the the, the, the book though that that title definitely goes to fucking naomi and he got it and she takes a very leadership position and she was always meant to 
the thing about Naomi leading is she never wants to, she just doesn't want to do it. But she probably is one of the smartest people in the solar system. She, as an engineer, she's the, one of the smartest people in the solar system. She gonna make a Walking Dead reference. Carol, you remember Carol? Yeah. Look how fans treat Carol versus Naomi Nagata. Oh, because she wasn't physically slapped in the face. You don't understand the concept of abuse, but she, they come from the, they come very much from the same background. If not worse, because she loses Lizzie because she just lost her and she got bit and then someone else put her down. This woman had to not only escape that situation once, but twice had to allow her son to think that she was dead then had to know that he would know that she's alive and hate her even more so and then have to press the button to end his life but when you hear badass do you ever hear the word naomi nagata you hear bobby which she is there's no debate and i'm not saying the people on this list is not badasses because they are and amos or miller or anybody else even when people are talking about the people on the ship they go oh amos then uh maybe holden <laughs> actually now in the fandom it's uh but amos then bobby and, and i know that's also my issue because i told myself I need to stop caring about what other people care about if it's not the black character because if the black character doesn't need to be everyone's favorite character I know that I truly do I also know that the black character does get no voice doesn't get is the words I was trying to say a voice at all if black people are not stepping up for that voice and it's not to say there aren't other white people because this is all their uh the type being podcast I mean, she go into monologues about Naomi, but in, in Holden too, because she really um, relates to Holden. So it's not to say that there aren't people out there seeing it, but it is so minuscule. And the thing of it is, if Naomi were a Caucasian character, it wouldn't be the same. And that is why people get so upset when the woman that is herself been such a huge influence just as much as jim has on the events that's been occurring in the universe you know with even with their own people and i, I wrote this in a feedback which i was so excited bald mood read I, <laughs> I didn't expect him to read it and i was like i'm just gonna vent and i sent it to him and i was really pleased that they read it but that was where i was getting at is that these minority characters it's not about you know because i think that ty and daniel wrote naomi per like even in the books even in the show they both did service to her character in different type of ways they were telling two different kind of the uh, two two same characters but tweaking it a little bit naomi has a little bit more agency in the show she's she's more of a uh wears her wounds on her on the outside type of person versus in the book she wore a lot of her wounds on the inside i've even heard some males say that they found her and completely like too meek and too supporting <laughs> in the book but she was more 
not written in the mammy sense not even a little bit but she was not allowed to be as in the book i think in the show anyway i think they allowed her to be more reactive and in control of some of the things that have occurred to her leading up to her final trajectory which is um which does occur i like to say crisis that does occur in the the third book series but getting her there it is a a push up and we don't get to see her as low to know where she came from and i think that's uh maybe what people but she shouldn't have to miss i think that you can be you know you see her from the first episode a lot of the characters because i know that's what that was a, a a little bit of a debate was who had the most character progression jesus christ let's keep hitting this thing and i'm not going to edit it out a lot of people said it was amos or abasarala but a lot of the characters have i mean i would say every character has had significant character progression with the exception of maybe even the holden but even he gets his moment of uh doing something where it's like fuck doing the right thing i'm not fucking living with this on my conscience and i'm making a selfish decision even he comes to that <laughs> realization once in his life so to say that one character's had it more than the other because you're trying to judge it from where they came how low they came but that's not a fair and accurate because if you are going to go then i don't think any character is as low as amos and naomi and i do mean from a personal um psychological point right we've had people change their beliefs people change you know how they go about things and then their politics and so on and so forth but from an emotional and physical mental um i was gonna say okayness i said it anyway because i needed to get it out <laughs> but that is not a word uh but they're they're healing they really did go through a lot of emotional growth uh that emotional growth is you know um amos deciding his family but he didn't decide that in this war that's why i can't get with it i cannot there's just amos his family is his family there is no debate there is no there's just mm -mm, mm -mm. you're just not gonna sell me on that one so i didn't like that in the show that's the part i didn't like is how they treated and i guess i can go into um your your response as well uh, that you didn't feel that the the amos naomi was wrapped up as well because yeah i first and foremost I, I thought i said it before naomi didn't give uh fred johnson the protomolecule in the book james did <laughs> that was all jim <laughs> that was no naomi involved and it was and i know now why i know why they did it in the show i do and i thought that was not a bad decision to do even though it's unfortunate because it seems as if the minute amos turned on naomi everyone else did too and it's not been the same uh <laughs> or they fell out but i think a lot of people were still mad at the fact that she shot him with a needle like i've seen people who they literally said bitch because she did that not taking into the account that he's she's doing something that she is 
being forcibly held back from doing no one looks at that situation the same way which is crazy to me you're doing something wrong to me but you're actually started by yes maybe it's a place of care and concern but no you don't have the right to stop me physically from doing something and that's what he was doing so let's not look at it from one side of the equation i'm choosing to go out here and sacrifice my life if you don't want to do that fine if you don't want me to do that i hear you but the minute you put your hands on me and you're telling me i cannot do that that's when yes i may have to take action to get you to stop doing that and amos is a strong dude and he had her in a tight ass grip and she said let me go and he did not so i need people to look at these interactions in a in a fair light but they don't you know why they don't because it's the favorite character versus anyone else and i'm not even saying black in this case anyone else <laughs> um but yeah they really did turn off that relationship from season three i honestly think that the this is one of the few times in which uh the fans of the show uh may have jumped in a little bit once they jumped to amazon i don't know uh because i do think that there was a different fandom from pre-amazon and after amazon after amazon i feel like <sighs> this goes sound mean and it is because it's meant to be and i'm not saying all people but i do think that is when more of the fucking morons dribbled in it got more of a wide enough viewing that it was a good thing but it also because i was in the fandom before and after not the same it's not the same <laughs> we definitely lost because I, I used to talk about the expanse fandom and i that was one of the few i can go in and rarely ever see a, a, a just a idiotic statement or something just dumb it was people who were mentally engaged on a highly intelligent level with highly intelligent material and then that changed but it got us to additional seasons so you got to take the good with the bad <laughs> you got to take the good with the bad but uh i do think that there was like this huge thing about also well what is amos naomi's pet because he does everything that she says and then they felt that that wasn't giving him autonomy so then for him to have autonomy apparently he can't still be best friends with naomi that's just how somewhere someone squared that out uh they they do you know it is meant to be like hey he comes talk to her he's not mad at her or holding a grudge because that's just not amos and it is meant to i guess they really thought those three seasons was enough to say well whatever happened but that's the thing you introduce a scene where he's literally talking about leaving the ship and not going back and that's where i don't that's where you fucked up for me <laughs> because i could i could pretty much hand wave a lot of their 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 close relationship if you didn't to give me that fucking line so to answer your question, there was nothing to ever break up that bond between Amos and Naomi. And thus, there is no... <laughs> that never happens in the book. So, it's... It, it, they are... the. That's one thing I will say about the Rossi. I think for drama purposes, they and because of the personality, they... they For the TV show... I, mean, I don't know. I don't know why you need to have that type of drama, though, 
to to think to continue to make things interesting in my opinion but quite frankly after season four where they did really solidify as a family because it really was naomi the last part of that piece um that there there is no, that that they should have really given us the the family dynamic from the books because they are very very tight-knit he loves naomi like a sister and a mother uh, she's very much she was lydia after his lydia and thus <laughs> for anyone to even to even have the the you know and even if they were to beef if anything in the books amos would walk away like a wounded puppy before he would ever snap at naomi that's just part and parcel of his persona and why i quite frankly dislike some of the choices in the in the show when it came to amos's character because from what he's come from in that particular background i feel as if to give him more they had to to like I, I don't want to say that someone traumatized the way he was traumatized if you read the novella you don't get to grow up to and be um someone like the person they're trying to make amos be in the show it wasn't in line with and, and i know people are gonna like be really shitty about this because it's their favorite character and it's not that Amos isn't my fair. I'm not not a fan of Amos. I love Amos. I love West Chatham. I listen to Ty and that guy just to hear them not talk about the Expanse. I like that talked about the Expanse, but I'm even more thoroughly in love when they're talking about just TV shows and shit. So get that out of your mind now that this is somehow an attack. I'm just saying from my perspective. And I would say this from any character, from the sexual abuse that he suffered, from the young age in which he suffered it, him being the way he was in the books is more authentic of the character of someone like Amos than a lot of what he was doing in the show, particularly the last four seasons or the last three seasons. Like they really made him more of a uh an, an uh, a driver of action than he actually is <laughs> i know that sounds like i'm downing him and i know i don't have any uh, other than the he was gonna leave the ship what else do i got okay so him being like uh like i told you before when he told holden you know you better give me a fucking explanation that's not amos it's not it, he's able to emotionally sense what's going on around him and i feel like they took it away for more of the macho i need to i'll do what i feel you know i'm always the one making the right decisions no that is not amos there's a reason why he has them as their his um guides he's not going he's not so he would never react that way to amos and i know maybe the, the character from where they've built him up in this show his character progression would do that but it gets sloppy all over the place he becomes an archetype more so than some of the actions i expected from a character that suffered the fate that he suffered growing up and then losing lydia and then getting on the canterbury and then meeting naomi that is his character trajectory yes he does do indeed have a character growth in the novel it's just 
more on the trajectory and he's not going out to be the badass <laughs> that's not his his role is to be the number one he like okay another scene like where he was like i don't want to know if i go my back turning on the like that's not amos either he would kill himself before he would let like he jumps in front of bullets without thinking that's why he always gets shot so to even have him going like oh, i want to be self-preservation that just felt so odd to me to the character where he's like no this is my people um like when he said the line about amos like t- uh standing taking a stand uh to save your family that's the that's the thing i would choose everything else basically in the show that they change i d- don't care about you know even those little other things because we could argue on the the semantics of you know would this be the trajectory but maybe they just want to take license whatever when it came to the crew that's where i had the biggest issue i guess that's where i'm gonna put my 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 uh my endpoint on it <laughs> is when it came to the crew those uh, interactions i didn't feel were the authentic amos that i know just no and some of the things that he says in, in re- relation to those characters it's just not the relationship he has with them uh, in the show and on the books um so yeah last point <laughs> uh, that i have written down in my notes that i haven't touched on is naomi's speech that was a great speech i did not write in the, i said i was going to write the notes down but i did not actually really loved not only just you know it doesn't matter whether a person knows about the good deeds that they commit if it changes anyone's lives as you were staying stating um you have to just try you have to do your best in this world because that's really all you can control all you can do and you and you don't need to know that's the whole thing with religion it's this idea that you get a reward for doing these good things shouldn't you just want to do the good things because you want to be a good person because you want to do good why well if you're enticed with an reward for doing the good thing is that authentic yes it's not not benefit benefited society you know that everyone is seeking a reward to good do good things but it's kind of like Nietzsche said like the death of God we need to find someone you know that's how we're going to evolve to the next stage of humanity is when we no longer need to hold on to these constructs like religion to to uh culminate a society in which people are just good they are decent they live by rules and it's not to say that some have already you know trans uh transcended that particular understanding it's what people call a lot of atheists <laughs> you know just people who are anti-god and it's not just the rejection of that idea it isn't at least that's why i don't necessarily believe i'm an atheist because i don't not not believe there's a god it's possible i can't disprove it but this this one you're telling me about in this book right here nah and and then i have a problem with what he's trying to tell me then because you're basically saying i'm gonna get a palace i'm gonna mansion in heaven 
I'm, I'm never gonna suffer never going that sounds boring as fuck first and foremost i'm just gonna throw that out there um i think conflict and struggle is part of what makes things human because without it when we are truly blessed and i mean when we get something just good that happens to us we don't get that same feeling if you're just given everything where does morality go if you don't have to decide but apparently that's only an earth thing so fine to you and as i've always stated if you're a true believer what i'm saying ain't gonna struggle is it i don't it shouldn't offend you because i'm not being an asshole about it i'm just saying the idea of a reward of acknowledgement of a pat on the back for a job well done that speaks of more of a uh egotistical approach to morality and maybe that can't and maybe that um and we're all not above it right we're not working all hard because we don't not want the promotion so it is part of the human human species it's a it's a behavior of ours um so i'm not making it as a negative incognition but what if you take that away do you not do good do you still not work as hard if you don't get that promotion or do you still go on to work with that same work ethic? I think that when you transcend and you really are out of a higher intelligence, you start, you know, as a person, not higher intelligence, higher spirituality as a person um, and meaning, because that's the whole thing. We need the meaning of life is to do that without needing the benefit of said reward said pat on the back said promotion said need to get into heaven so me not going to church and putting that money in the coffer technically doesn't mean i don't get into heaven because that's not if i'm doing my whole life and i don't believe in god i cheat well i don't believe in the god you're trying to tell me i believe the god is just the infinite it's the thing that we can't explain it's the universe that exists that is so beyond our comprehension that we deign it a god for all intention purposes i don't need to be religious to get into heaven by all intents and purposes if i'm living a good life doing the best i can trying to be without sin not trying to hurt people not to say i ain't gonna do it i might feel sorry afterwards i might not feel sorry afterwards i might feel sorry in 10 years <laughs> i might die before i get that sorry out and regret that but I'm not going to believe that I'm living my life the best that I can, trying to help the best that I can, being the best person I can to the people that I love in my life, that I am condemned to a fiery pit of hell. I'm just not squaring that, man. Not. <laughs> and I don't think that that you doing good things because you're going to get into heaven necessarily makes you a good person. That speech to me felt like contentment um, in the life that you live and the choices that you make so that when it is your time to go, you know you have peace in that. You have peace in the fact that you lived a good life. That's why I got to get the fuck out. I got to go somewhere. <laughs> I got to get trips in. I need to start living more of this life. Because I want to close my eyeballs. And if I do go tomorrow, the next day, the next day, I want to know that I had a good life. So that is Mimi's feedback. Holy shit. 
I talked so much, did not realize this is what happens when you're geeked up on caffeine. So we're gonna go to the Screaming Fire Hawk Awards before we're gonna close out with Shy's feedback. Let's roll out the red carpet and hand out some trophies. Our first question, how satisfied were you with the season? Uh, we have loved it was the majority uh, majority vote. So, hey, that's, uh, that's a good way to go out. <laughs> uh, favorite interaction and reunion. Our choices were Naomi and Drummer, the Rossi and Bobby, Christian and Jim, Christian and Drummer, Holden and Carissa. There were not many. So I'm pretty sure this comes as no surprise that Naomi and Drummer were our favorite reunion slash interaction. MVP of season six. Our choices James, Christian, Kamina, Naomi, Rosenfeld, and Philip. I based it on people who were making the big boy decisions okay so don't get mad because carissa is not on there or amos or bobby <laughs> for the most part she was working for christian a little bit of surprise here uh philip wins this mvp of the season i think it because when it comes down to it it takes a lot to remove yourself from a, an abusive situation a situation that's not feeling good and he chose to take the first step and that first step is very hard best rossi space battle uh we have rossi versus medina station rossi saves the razorback rossi versus the pella and then option four was if you chose an option that i did not mention because those are my three favorite and no surprise everyone chose the rossi versus the pella <laughs> and this was uh this was for all over the season so uh lvp of the season goes through goes to <laughs> also no surprise here uh let's give you the options philip cara marco gareth and sandrani sandrani won i'm surprised that gareth did not get one vote one vote that guy was the worst favorite scenes of the season and why we got a few answers here this is a tough one i think i'll go with the naomi and drummer scene it was such a motion an emotional scene that resonated with me the crew coming together to eat before attacking the ring space showing the family back together honestly uh another response honestly it was naomi talking to holden about trying to help someone whether or not you ever know if you made a difference in their life while we simultaneously see philip leave marco and change his last name to nagata that whole scene was heartbreakingly beautiful for real now my favorite scene uh is so abstract because it is only in book context so i i fully acknowledge it and that was seeing my beautiful tempest in the sky what was your favorite one ship episode uh, Aquala, Zenobia, Win or Lose, Nightwatch, or Remember the Can't. We all agree to Remember the Can't. Uh, I, I really did think that. I was so sad when I didn't get a six one because I thought that we was going to get something with only Naomi and then I realized that was Aquala. <laughs> I thought we were going to get something more. I will say the flashback, if I'm just going to throw it out there, is something I'm, I wish they had changed. 
not that it was wrong because the scream shit i'm glad she did that i really am i think you know i thought i mentioned it in the uh last podcast that she did that on her own that was not scripted uh and i'm glad they did because shit and they filmed the first episode and the last episode the same and now that makes so much sense because i saw the first episode and i said it looks like naomi's been crying in the first episode of the this season when she was sitting behind the ship uh, i was like it looks like she'd just been emotionally wrecked and then i got that news and i was like well that makes sense uh <laughs> so yeah i thought that was a perfect send-off though for remember the cat with james holden someone who didn't want any fucking responsibility ever and just wanted a free bum ride and, and ends up being <laughs> the center of the story of humanity <laughs> uh best dynamic duo bobby and her power armor james and naomi clarissa and amos drummer and naomi bobby and amos this one is going to go to me uh james and naomi i'm sorry they're a power couple they they don't get as much love as the power couple and i think that it is due to their humanity that's so much they've inspired so many and that's the thing they may not have been responsible for everything that happened but their opinions and their interactions both of them have inspired people on both sides think of what drama would be without naomi you know how would she how much of a person would she have changed but not only that how much would naomi have uh, realized she could trust fred johnson if it wasn't for drummer right um because she was all maybe dawes is the right person to to step up for us and the right leader because fred was an earther and fred was uh you know did the he had a bad reputation with the belt and there's this belter that she loves and and respects and he's supporting fred johnson but i think just even having that one interaction of being herself with someone else they grew up in the same rock you know uh <laughs> that that that's important for to the the drummer story no one else would have been able to convince her to work with avasarala other than naomi nagata these are the facts okay um same thing with christian uh and holden holden really you know she came it was a lot of other interactions but holden started it all you know and her meeting naomi you know her her <laughs> joy with her her flirtation with amos is cute but it serves no actual purpose her she got changed by her interaction mostly with james holden and his understanding of seeing the belt as different people despite him being an earther someone like her uh so i mean like how holden handled illis how differently that would have went if holden was not there and then how that holden handling that situation opened up for other people to start traversing through the rings they are directly responsible for the world of the expanse and i, I even p pepper said like I, it really boggles my mind how people disregard these characters as minuscule or, or almost uh insignificant in a way uh <laughs> when they are the story a lot of the story especially in the third act uh, least favorite scene of the season and why oh yeah and the whole marco thing wouldn't even happen if it wasn't for naomi because he needed to he couldn't get over the fact that she was gone 
<laughs> that she left him and left him for James Holden. Like that was his fucking that was his revenge. That's why he looks so fucking bored when he finally got what he wanted. Cause what he wanted was uh to destroy his enemies. His watches enemies burn, as as Naomi said. Uh best new blood of the of the year. Choices were Clarissa, because I felt that uh, she was on the Rossi throwing there. Walker, Philip, Rosenfeld, and Tadeo. We all agree it was Walker. He was just great. Tadeo was a, a close second, though. Close second. Least favorite scene of the season and why? Uh, I have can't think of a scene at the moment. <laughs> My favorite any scene with Clarissa in it. I will say I agree. I did not care for any of the Clarissa scenes. I I've let it be known how I just don't connect with the the actress. But even so, there was you're, you're right. It was just boring. Um, I think you have to care about the the character of Clarissa to really get into her scenes. But then they really don't. Yeah, I'm curious to see what other people in the book feel about Clarissa. Because I feel as if they didn't do Clarissa. They did it a little bit, but it's almost as if she was trying to Yoda everybody. And I'm like, or try to be a confessor. And that is, no. Uh, Margot's death just felt a little over- underwhelming. I know it's book accurate. Also, he and crew should have been suited up and strapped and ready for immediate combat. So let's talk about that real quick because i too was very disappointed and underwhelmed by marco's death and that's because i am just some things don't translate well just like the bot uh that i've made fun of very very often from season four and then we have uh the mods like when she goes into her mod mode clarissa not a great effect not even a little bit uh that i just don't like it i don't like it there's i can't have a saving grace it might be fine for other people but it doesn't click when i see it what else doesn't click for me is what happens when you go through the ring when the when you're being eaten and i will i think they did use the sh- the words eaten in the show because i remember saying i wish they used the word eaten and then i heard it and i was like ah I know they recorded that before I said it, but <laughs> I will say yes. How they visualize being eaten—I don't know how you do it, but is it doesn't ring as authentic. It doesn't ring as terrifying, authentic. Doesn't read as terrifying as it does in the book. The saving grace is that Marco knew ahead of time that he was fucked. That is all they could, I felt, in that moment give us. One, another thing is, we only saw one ship. We just saw his ship go through. Technically, his whole fleet got eaten. And because they used the other ships, I know they were just running down the budget. Because more than just his ass got to the ring. So it should have been a lot more, or maybe it was just him. Actually, I don't recall that. So I'm going to take that back because I don't want people slitting my throat. Like, well, you were wrong. Well, okay, okay. I I was unsure about that fact. So I'll just say I'm unsure. Uh, But I do know that we get his death from his perspective and it's more better. And and just the ring, I don't know how they could have done it differently. But what you're meant to understand is that 
when you're and this is where i said i actually made this comment it would have been better if we saw elvia koye looking just haunted and i think that would have been very accurate like her when she even talked about like she was very matter of fact when she was talking to him she's a scientist so that's not inaccurate but you would have given more gravitas and weight to them if her just even discussing her experience gave her a little bit of trauma because it should and it does actually in the book um so i just feel if we you had given the audience a little bit more of the severity and horror of what is actually happening then you wouldn't just think oh well it just just looks like you're being erased which you know that sucks too because that's exactly what essentially they are being uh they're being erased they're but they're not just being their molecules are being broken down <laughs> but the fucked up part about it is even worse is there is things moving between the spaces he actually sees something and it's horrible and it's what Claret and not Clarissa Elvie herself has explained in this show. So I didn't know. I thought that was going to be another opportunity where, where it's like, ah, uh, you just need that one clincher, like the pits. Like, yeah, you shut everybody up with the pit with the pits. You would have shut everybody up if you would have just shown something black and mysterious moving through towards Marco as you had him in that pan face, and you would have been like, what the fuck is that? And then that's all you needed to know. And you know that he definitely got fucked up by something versus it feels as if it's not an entity. It is. It's something you can feel it when you're going through it. When you're being erased, your brain doesn't shut off. You are watching all this. You're being dissected. Molecule by molecule. And worse, there's something else in there with you. <laughs> and that's where, yeah, it's it's accurate from the books but it's not even a hundred percent accurate for the books because we should have seen something to make him be like <laughs> i know they wanted to get that face and you could have done it i just a little bit more a little bit more just a little bit more <sighs> and i give it to you with the the rings waking up you know with the whole thing being red uh and to know what even that means <laughs> you gotta go to it. <sighs> I do feel bad for those that are feeling but like i understand the ones being but her because you can't see the next three books anytime soon <laughs> i think that took a lot of the joy from the sixth season to be honest i think people were so uh so so of the mindset or so upset that they were only getting this final season and they weren't going to get the rest of the proto molecule which was in some ways probably intriguing more than others uh, than the other political conflict, even though it wasn't promised. I'm not saying you should not want to be interested in that more, but uh, I feel so bad because I'm going to have to be so out of wind by the time I get to Shia's feedback. But to be fair, she did have get her thoughts in last episode too. <laughs> so probably I've already did some commentary, but uh, if it is around any of these same points, just know. <laughs> I probably won't have a lot to say. Um, but now I lost my train of thought. So let's just move on. 
best cameo anna prax camina uh, captain carino or not camina it's captain carino or admiral duarte i'm going duarte duarte all day long i didn't think that they were gonna cast him but i do feel i still think even watching the show i thought I, it was almost like and i think that's why they cast him because it's like this is the mastermind of all that shit you just seen he has a whole world now that, that i think that's what they were i think that they were trying to really drop that bomb when they said uh while they could uh, you know with the laconia stuff to to really maybe not so much the strange dogs that's leading that's a separate thing from what duarte was doing and the proto-molecule and Kodazar. But you definitely learn by the end. Even when he said you were a nice distraction. That holy shit. This is the actual mastermind. Walker's best lines. So much for animity. Ah fucking hell. I can see why you wanted that one gone. And we have the same idea. Boss man. I beat you to it. I left the boss man out. And we all agree that that is the favorite line. We have the same idea. Boss man. I beat you to it book questions there are three no actually no no questions i plan on reading the books <laughs> there are not three questions seems they won't be doing the 30 year time jump but will kara and zan age now you just now you be now ah, you be you did this smiley face you being funny you being funny you know i know the answer to that question <laughs> uh that is a good question to ask though <laughs> for those who haven't read the book what does this necessarily mean for zan and kara what is gonna happen to two people that um are brought back by dogs and now can see the the world as if a vampire does differently uh, i really didn't have too many questions to you there was just one question <laughs> i just know that philip's story ended differently in the books so i am ready to get all the spoils what happened with philip and marco in the books I could feel in my soul that the book's ending was different. Also, was there more to the Laconia story than we saw? What was its relevance to the story in the relation to Marco? So I think I went into the last question in, in vivid detail. Yeah, basically Marco was a pawn. He was a pawn for all of the shit that he was doing. Um, uh, I guess the storyline with Laconia... Uh, was there more to it not from strange dogs but i think i i think they just were and i can't keep saying i think because i don't know or that's all i can say but i think it was too <laughs> it was two phone that one yes i want to set up this laconia stuff because it is the back half it is the back half there's no I don't I, other than saying it's the back half there it's like what's the point of it this is how it started it started with uh some some scientists and other research people on a planet laconia came in or not laconia the breakaway martians came in took over everything and while that was happening this alien shit happened to these two kids but also marco is in that is accident accidentally happened by using the pro by, with the proto molecule not using it and then you have this intentional proto molecule shit that's going on um it speaks to something 
<laughs> I'm trying not to go all the way. And like I said, I'm not going to go into book three. But Laconia is important. It is the future. It is where the next three books are going to be heavily focused upon. So that's why we got it. Because it's a peak forward. Um, What happened with Philip and Marco in the books? Yeah, that's why I was um, with the whole because i actually went back and forth with how i felt about the last interaction because then one i had to listen to my own self as a, someone who is abused they usually don't confront their abuser that's absolutely um factual it's not to say that they don't fight but that's not to say they ain't, they ain't tina turner either um <laughs> so uh in the books marco is as i stated it, it's different now i will go into season six and how the, it's different so marco has a council and he gets in the council and sandrani is one of the people that's why i thought she was gonna turn well it's a gender character anyway he was a male he's one of those it's like i'm on his side but i don't know about this motherfucker <laughs> everyone doesn't look at marco they see what he's done and they know they have to get behind him but they're all sandrani i work for the belt they're doing it for the belt this makes it he's got things to move us forward so we're gonna get behind him but that doesn't mean that you're about to be in charge there's a whole fucking council it's like 12 people he comes in uh he definitely needs them to be on his side because he doesn't turn all of them everybody don't turn like the stations turning those are the people in the factions that's what they were trying to do in the show but then they had no one to represent because they didn't want to go into it all of it and i get it too because that's all politics but yeah the stuff with series that happens he does shoot someone uh but his father gets him out of jail doesn't really say shit about it what begins to be fucked up is that they don't go into the book is the way in which every time marco fails he blames philip and i don't mean he just whispers it in his ear and says it to one of no no he does it in front of the whole crew like it's so weird on the pella it's so weird <laughs> um because well you, you remember this in a few characters too there's other characters that are involved it's way more characters but uh <laughs> his dog constantly and then his father like he goes back and forth a few times especially after the battle like when, when he was saying that in front of the room yeah he did that um but i feel as if that's the most we got out of the confrontation but that's not how it went in the book where he got his confrontation like he got it in the show but that should have been the last confrontation he had with his father privately and that's kind of how it went in the book where they had it out and they got physical <laughs> i'm if i'm remembering now i know i'm remembering this correctly they got physical uh because when he started hating his mother but no his father doesn't one his father does not tell him his mother's alive that's what pops all off but seriously philip also is the worst in the book he's way better in the show than he is the book. he's a, i think i mentioned that people look at him and see a psychopath <laughs> they don't look at him and be like that boy is okay they look at him like that is not someone who's gonna grow up well at all uh but yeah he goes through a lot of anger in the book he actually has a lot of hatred for his mother they did it way better in the show than i and i thought but he still he has he has this deep hatred and deep love for his mother uh he he really doesn't abandon he doesn't understand that she abandoned him they don't have the same type of talks <laughs> she's actually pretty shitty to him as well uh finding out what he's did 
yeah, it, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a toxic situation in the books. A lot more toxic. Uh, and so he finds out his mom's alive after she let him believe he was dead. Uh, then he, Margot doesn't tell him. So he ends up finding out from someone else in the I think it was Sandrani, some random conversation. And that's what sets him off to on his drinking bender. And that's why he kills the one dude. Then he goes, then he gets busted out and he's banned from series because they ban his ass from series. And Marco has to accept it. He, he doesn't have that power. He just doesn't. And so he uh, ends up leaving series. He doesn't chastise him much. He actually chastises him more in the show than he did. He would like Marco would walk around the ship like after, or yeah, after the, the Chetsamoka didn't blow as according to plan, he blamed him. He told all of his people, like, this is fucking Philip's fault. Uh, when, yeah, that's when it didn't happen. Because he, we haven't seen him blame him as much. But, like, that first part of half, we were seeing it more. He would blame him all the time. Every time that he would fail, he would make everyone on the ship believe that it was somehow Marco's or Philip's failing. And then the last straw was after the Pella. Uh, he, they, that conversation where he blamed him with the guns yeah like well actually he didn't blame him he found out <laughs> through the grapevine like someone was talking and like he just would spread he would just spread shit about his son all over the fucking shit and then he, when he would need him and the last time is when he needed him to go to the ring gate they were at were they at series or taika one or the other they were at a station and philip decided not to go after he and his father got into a physical altercation people didn't like it because he just left uh and he wasn't part of that last act and people are saying in the show they liked it better because he was part of the last act i don't think it necessarily mattered to me i I don't know what having one over the other necessarily does uh i can go back and read that particular chapter um but I, I don't know what I don't know what people meant by that when they said it was very underwhelming in the books it felt very accurate they set it up in the show actually more so I did yeah because I don't think she has that conversation with him and says you know the only thing you can do is walk away um she's at first disgusted when she when she encounters her son and she feels so bad and but she does she deals with a lot of self-loathing in the books but it's more accurate because as he's stating no one wants to deal with the emotional baggage of of naomi's character and thus that's why i feel there's a disconnect between the show and the book and maybe because i know it now that's where the character bias does come in because of the book but it's there i don't think you should have to show it uh they they really you know took a few took they 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 tamed it that's the right word for television because you don't want to see someone just being beat up or, or emotionally dragged down again and again and again and then watch them struggle to find their own strength i mean then physically you know hurting herself in the process we didn't see naomi hill uh that was a fucking process so i feel like some of those things that she goes through it's like one second and it's gone but uh with connection to the philip story you know she barely got away so it made so much sense to me that he would just like i can't take it anymore 
but not only that he you know he went up to someone actually it was it was more he reduced down to a child or maybe that's what they didn't like about it but see that's the thing people want that 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 fantasy and not the reality of what happens uh or how these situations typically end uh with someone running away or the other person in the grave uh, or someone being severely hurt and i guess maybe people would have been excited that he would kill his father but that's his father do you really think that's gonna help philip no <laughs> that's just gonna serve as your your pr uh, primordial need for revenge i'm my guy hey i wanted to kill philip or i wanted marco to die as well but i would never ever ever unless they they were a walker would i want a father to kill or a, a, a child to kill their parent that's just going to fuck them up even more so even if it's to get away from the situation so i i just don't know what to, what they were expecting there uh but yeah that's that's the, the most of it is that he just went up to a a person he didn't have any id he was kind of crying <laughs> and he said he needed to get away and this nice person uh, ended up signing him up for like like the kids he he pretty much got away the very same way his mother did took an alias he got on the ship and got the fuck out uh he just he walked away there's there's nothing else <laughs> there but he did have it out with his dad before he went but then his father tried to yeah they had this physical altercation but then his father tried to boost him back up and i think maybe that's where they felt maybe they just get it i don't know but he's just more like I'm, I'm seeing through your bullshit you're you're trying to get me to go with you now that things have and he even changed the story like he didn't just blame him because uh, he took credit for fred johnson's death even though they didn't kill fred and then he blamed him for the pella and then all of a sudden he just like he he told us kind of like in the show where he just fucked off left his son where he was and then right when he needed him he went back to him and told him like oh look at all the stuff and then like his son's listening to him like this motherfucker <laughs> so uh philip in the book is a lot more of a, a deranged broken boy than at least at least in the show that feels like there's some hope for him <laughs> i didn't feel like there was not much hope other than he got away and he would not and he no longer uh represented the name of his father so that is our screaming firehawk awards which leaves our last bit of feedback so miss shy take it away hey christina it's me shy i am here to give my thoughts for the final podcast for the expanse in regards to the show I'm really, really very sad to see that it's come to an end. I mean, I understand that we should be, and you said it in your last podcast, fortunate to have even gotten this because the show had been canceled on the sci-fi channel and picked up by Amazon. And so we got the additional, was it three seasons? So yeah, I mean... Yeah, that's definitely something to be thankful for and that we did get um, extra time with the show, but it's still disappointing to see it come to the end no matter 
how many seasons it gets because it's such a good show and I really, really enjoyed it as it went along. I think the show had to grow into the show because the earlier seasons was about just trying to find my footing and try to understand what was going on, all the players, what, you know, what their story was and all that stuff. So getting to know the characters and and exactly what this whole part of molecule thing is all about. So, yeah, it took a minute to um, really grasp what was happening. I mean, even I, of course, I won't say by any stretch of the imagination that, oh, yeah, I get it now. I understand every last thing that happens, <laughs> but that's not the case. But I definitely um, look forward to doing a rewatch because I feel like I will enjoy it a second time around no, now that it's over and I've really got a better grasp of what is happening and all of that, that the second watch will be a lot more enjoyable for me and I'll pick up on a lot more um, because I don't even remember a lot of stuff that happened. I, I have vague memories of the first few seasons, um, just general stuff that happened, but not like specifics. So I really, really want to delve back into it. And, you know, of course, I already talked about reading the books. Um, I plan on doing that as well. So and I'm, I don't know, I'm back and forth on whether or not I want to read the books before rewatching. So that's that's where I'm at right now. So but as for the show, like I said, I really, really enjoyed the show immensely. I adore all the characters, um, some more than others. Uh, my favorite character changed throughout the seasons. I think I started out, in, you know, with Amos as my favorite character, but the last three seasons has been all Naomi, and yeah, it's just I, you know, I I I remember listening to you in earlier pot season podcasts, you know, expressing your love of Naomi and Bobby and how they were your favorite characters and, and not that I didn't enjoy the characters because I did but you know still I still had Amos at the top for a while but man as time went on and as you know I got to know the characters and then Naomi became more and more prevalent and to the forefront I really really just I just love her character I just I look forward as she's like one of the characters I look forward to seeing the most each episode so in knowing what she was doing what you know how she's gonna react to this or that so that's a good indicator of just how much she has grown on me um but yes I've enjoyed a lot of the relationships on the show I'm not gonna remember all of them because I'm just I'm drawing a blank but I definitely the Rossi family you know Naomi and Holden Naomi and Amos Alex and Amos Alex and Holden, you know, Alex and Bobby, you know, Naomi and Drummer, Marco Phillip and Naomi and outside of the uh, Rossi. And I actually do miss, I really love, enjoy Chris, uh, Chrissy and, I don't know, I'm going to call her Chrissy, and her husband. I can't remember his name, but I enjoyed their dynamic in earlier seasons. And I was really sad that his, that, you know, that he came, his character came his character was killed um and of course frank lord have mercy i don't even I'm, i don't know where my brain went but anyway uh, holden and miller so <laughs> like frank anyways um 
Um, what else? I mean, there's other relationships, but you know, those are the ones that stand out at the top of my head that, um, yes, that I really, really am going to miss. I miss Alex this season. I mean, obviously we all know why he was killed off and all that, which is very, very frustrating because I felt like he, that was one of the missing pieces as far as like the, it just felt that was one of the things that the dynamic felt a little off um, for the Rossi family. Um, but yes, I still enjoyed this season. Again, I don't know if I, I can't pinpoint a favorite season. And I know on your um, on your little survey thing, I couldn't even think of a like a, a favorite scene or a least favorite scene for the for the season. I mean, I was racking my brain and it's just like, I, I don't know if it's, I mean, my memory is just not that great or I just don't remember a scene. It's not a scene that just stood out to me where I can go, yeah, that scene sucked or I didn't like that scene. I mean, the characters, sure, but a uh, scene is specifically, I don't know. I just couldn't think of one um, at the time. So um, what else do I want to say? Did not get a chance to rewatch the finale like I had wanted to. It's just so much going on at work and at home that I just did not get an opportunity to. So I'm, you know, unfortunately, I wanted to be able to do that so I can have a fresher look at it before I gave feedback again. But I'm just not, it's just not in the cards find it it's very interesting because um you know the the different um the different perspectives that we bring to our viewership of the show you come from the um, the perspective of understanding a lot more what's is going on right because you read the books so you have more of a foundation leading into the series whereas me and Mimi we did not and so our expectations and that's another thing like we'll want something that you know like the book doesn't have or like I think you were saying that was it Amos that doesn't play as big a role on in the books that he does in the show because it became a fan, fan favorite and all that good stuff and I think that's just I mean that's pretty normal I think you know because again we don't know what happens in the book all we can go off of is what the series is the TV show is showing us and what we would want to see more of based off of what we're watching um, more so than what actually happens in the book. So um, that's why, I mean, I personally would have loved to see more drummer and um, Naomi. I felt like that was still um, something that could have been explored more their relationship. I would have loved to have seen more of Bobby's story and um because i felt like we just um, of course we just i think we just touched on these characters really and I, again that's where the books come in but again i'm just saying what i would have liked to have seen on the show whether it was something that was realistically able to happen or not um i don't know i felt like i mean i don't know if monica's role was supposed to be the way it was in, in this season but i felt she was just there but not really contributing too much and maybe that's what she was supposed to do I guess um I would like to delve have delved in more into Philip I feel like that was more again another character that I would have liked to 
explored more and his feelings and things of that nature. Um, these are not critiques, just my wish list kind of thing. Um, yeah, we, we were on a heck of a ride for these last uh, few years and um, really appreciative. I'm not going to have a part to, like I said, I mean, I really haven't had an opportunity to really um, get, gather my thoughts the way I had hoped I would. Um, so I'm going to just leave it as this and just, again, listen to everybody else's thoughts and feelings on it and just leave mine at 10 minutes. I do hope there's some type of a movie going forward. I know you mentioned it at some point. I don't remember. And so I do hope they get back together and just throw a movie out there um, in the future. Um, yeah. So on that note, until next time, much love, peace, and Black Girl Magic, Queen of the Couch, Shy. That was Queen Shy with her final thoughts on the episode. I got a few thoughts for you. I got a few. It won't be that long. Uh, <laughs> I will say about changing characters that you like the most. I was like that in the books. I love James Holden. I still love Jim Holden. Every time I'm in a Jim Holden chapter, I don't know. Maybe it's because of the way in which... I know someone told me they didn't like Jefferson Mays and the way he imagined or, you know, was, was doing the audiobook. But I, his commentary and dialogue, he is a lovable, he's pudding. I told you this several times, he's pudding. And thus, when I, I, it's really, it's, it's a surprise to me that I love Naomi and Bobby as much as I did, especially Bobby. Um, because they do. People are at different places at different places in time and i think that's it's absolutely okay because if you would have asked me before book five holden would have been my favorite character then naomi's story very much like in the show comes into play in book five and then it plays out in book six so it makes total sense that her ascension as a fan favorite character if that is indeed what some feel uh that that doesn't make sense but it's also kind of sad because no one gets to see her actual storyline what her potential is even though they've dropped plenty of nuggets all the way through because i know there'll be a some kind of fan i was so ready to have those battles they'd be like when is she all of a sudden no she was captain of the ship before she gave it to Jim Holden. Don't get it twisted. Uh, <laughs> she's the one that got them out of the city. Even the captain of the thing was like, y'all shouldn't have survived. And that little shit fucked up as much as you are. It would take a miracle to have gotten that shit uh, steady enough to have gotten you rescued. That was Naomi. They're telling you how smart she but in the book it's so much more clear um because other people are like nah she really fucking smart uh drummer is obsolete character i hate to bust it to you um she has a role but she is not drummer not the drummer you know uh and we all know because drummer has played many multiple different characters actually michio pa is the closest character drummer has been has been melded into for the show but that's another issue people might feel in the show you jump in ain't drummer there's no drummer no drummer uh <laughs> you'll get a lot of michio pile which is basically drummer you'll get a lot of the like the the, the belta poly fam you got all that 
that pretty much was the same except it all happened with Michi and Pa. Ain't no drummer in that in that thing. She stayed with Fred Johnson. And then the last we the next we heard of her, she's in a meeting. <laughs> she eventually becomes the president of the UN, but the first one is indeed Michio Pa. I've said her name four times, Jesus. Um What else did I want to say? Regarding because I had forgot to mention that part. Um Yeah, so um I guess going back to my other thought, Naomi, she starts off as this character that is just went through the worst time of her life and everybody's finally taking a, a relief he finds his coffee maker you know they get over the worst day of the worst tra- trend not transactions the worst actions transgressions of their life and you have that very hopeful scene that always stood out to me in the show where naomi is in her bunk crying alone and you even yeah amos he's happy you got alex is happy at the the pilot chair and then you get james find the coffee and then naomi's still unhappy you know she's crying and that tells you that things just are different with her and that starts that little bit of journey like i said it's it's such a journey it goes so very high and we didn't we didn't even get to see half of that but it was in line with the books so i'm not going to complain about it and they 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 just delved it out in a little yeah because if you're reading the books you don't know nothing about naomi nagata until you reach book five which is a lot of books if you think about it it's also kind of like how the shit went down like, ain't nobody was talking ain't no christian out of the going around talking about oh i think somebody named this mark mark going on nobody radar not anybody's this was a smack and this was like that's why book readers are like so much more a fan of what happens because things happen as they're you know you got to do it different in the show i know uh and i know what you were saying you gotta you only have the show so you can only expect what you can expect i'm not saying you, you're, you're wrong there you're absolutely right um but yeah it does go down differently when you see that first viewing in the book where and i've always been a fan of adaptations do not need to be like what the book were like but it is different (laughs) um so i just i look at the show in two different lenses it's not to say one is better or one i clearly like better than the other but that's not to that's my personal preference there's nothing absolutely nothing wrong with the show i don't really have many complaints at all about the show so the very small ones i do which is relations to the book which is kind of like don't count anyway because you if you only have the show you only have the show <laughs> so monica's whole role guess what not in the books that was holding he was doing he actually did it a lot better and it wasn't based on anything to do with the inners was it propaganda most uh it ended up being a, a pet project of his because his family because they stayed on uh luna for a little while because family was taken to luna we didn't see him this year but they were there and they're all together and naomi's in the corner it's probably my favorite line in the book is because she's over there and her father makes a racial slur or his father so she doesn't say anything because this is after the rocks is dropped and she just puts her hair in front of her face and he just goes fuck <laughs> so he feels all of this guilt because people are going to see the belters as evil and he knows damn and in worse he truly believes that 
Also, Naomi was very much more active in the books as far as like she made the Rossi get immunity for a lot of their actions. Like she went to Christian and was like, we get an immunity. <laughs> she also, which they didn't do in the show, my bad. Hopefully, uh <laughs> people stay all the way to the end to answer that question of how it's different in the books from Philip. Uh she does get an immunity deal for Philip in a sense. She says, What if someone was involved? that wasn't directly involved because something to the fact that christian's like i'm gonna mask i'm gonna <laughs> no one who was involved in this is going to be forgiven and she says well, what if someone was not directly involved uh and she ends up getting kind of an open a open immunity deal for philip uh but yeah he decides to put up he does this one little special he puts it online and then many other belter families and then the earthers and then martians all start uploading their own personal stories uh and this is how humanity comes together it's not a propaganda thing <laughs> but i guess they were like i'm so sick and tired of giving holden all of the credit for everything let's just give it to monica because she's a reporter and he's got other things to do this season like you know driving the ship and that's how that got started i think the show took away something from bobby that i didn't love which is her love of mars but we you know because i swear when i saw bobby in that blue i was like now my bobby <laughs> but once again you're absolutely correct the show is the show and i don't like everybody, everybody i'm not saying people's wants isn't their wants and you shouldn't have your wants that's not what i'm saying i'm saying the good thing is you can get all those questions answered that might get confused sometimes hopefully people will understand i'm saying that uh they sent marco up in season one i wonder how many people is going to go back and realize that you're probably going to go back because you're going to listen to that whole conversation about that belter she had took uh, on them hooks pay attention to that conversation things for the rewatch also when abisarala is uh sitting on the roof with her son and she goes i'm afraid of people with the rocks marco season one also season one setting up marco if you go to the when naomi was being interrogated and you screenshot that little screen you're gonna see some familiar names like marco like sin like uh what's the other chick i forgot her name already Cruello de will um all of them is in there like this show did a really good job that's what i'm saying that sometimes when i say that the show doesn't handhold you back to what mimi says like sometimes maybe you gotta <laughs> i understand yeah that would be a frustration that's a, that's a fair play uh but this show does also it is something that is meant to be rewatched. like same thing with westworld every time i watch Westworld, i'm like fuck y'all gave me something else i didn't admit. that's strong storytelling that is the mark of a good not a good great show that you can go back and find shit that you missed the first time and that's okay if you missed it the first time that's what the benefit is of of going back and watching it but also you go back and they're like holy shit they were telling us this the whole time <laughs> uh and that's why i be like uh when the people throw out those certain things i'm just like yeah no you just because you missed it don't necessarily mean it wasn't there like even don't critique it that it wasn't there if it was there and you and you may not have picked up on it or understood it in that context but it, it might it, it's about it might be there 
It definitely was there. They've been dropping hints all over the place. From our, I can go back to conversations and I'm like, whoop, whoop. That was uh, definitely predicting something. <laughs> they dropped a lot of nuggets in this season for the next season, but they put it all in Laconia, and apparently everyone thought it was a waste of time. So uh, hopefully <laughs> this podcast helps some people. <laughs> uh, P. Peppers, I think, did one too of Duarte, like just breaking down his whole character. I am I am sad that Alex was in this show, but the great thing is he isn't dead in the books. um arjun that was sad and it's so much more romantic because you have this hard woman this hard politician and i I miss that part of her with arjun that is this romantic that never gives up she continues to leave him messages you know because she refuses until she knows until she's ever sure she'll never acknowledge that he's gone and by the time i watched the finale i had watched it six times so yeah (laughs) and i think this is the final time that we are going to talk about the expanse for a while i'll probably read the last book sometime in the next month and do a review on that but i might just wait because i don't want it to be over so that's that's my whole battle so if you want to check out any of the other shows on my uh my my channel here you can do that black or couch <laughs> leave any feedback for those shows uh at black gmail.com my social media will be below with my calendar schedule you can like share subscribe that'd be highly appreciated i ain't got no tweet i, I haven't gotten anything on the the itunes for a while now um so if you want to drop me some stars apparently if you beg that's how you get people to to it's almost like um uh shit i want to say hi it's way late and i'm like way 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 inebriated and i'm trying to think right now uh subliminal messaging yes so someone was like, yeah, you should start that at the beginning of your podcast. I'm like, yeah, now I got a routine. I, I, got, I don't know if I can, I can bust out the routine. But I will add a little bit of extra lines on too. Please like, subcri- subscribe. <laughs> and if you can, leave a comment. Uh, not a comment, review. That's what I meant. Until next time, peace, hair grease, and black girl magic. <laughs>